This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, Truman Jones is on News Radio WGNS. Better go to Mac. I don't want one. No, I don't want one either. Hey, guys. Good morning, Rutherford County. I've got one of my old buddies on today, Mark Pertle. And we've been having a good time just catching up on everything. It's it's a shame, but in our lives, as we get older, you think that we won't have anything to do. But we stay busy all the time. That's true, Truman. And I know that you've been crying for the last few days because your sweet wife has been down in Florida just enjoying the beach and yes. everything. How come you didn't go? Well, I'm going down there on the 12th, uh-huh. and uh, we're going down, we're flying down. And then my brother, Tim, and his wife, Mary, both of them attorneys from McNinville coming down for a week. And then Mike and Sharon, my older brother, is coming down for a week. So we're going to stay two weeks, and I wanted to try to get some things done before I went down there you know, three weeks. And uh, I plan on staying down there a lot more because this pandemic has kind of shut things down. Yeah, it has. Now, how many of the family are still over around the McMinnville area? Okay, the only of the, there's uh, four boys, Mike, me, Tim, and Jack, and then my little sister Joy in Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. And the only one that really lives on Main Street is Tim and my mother. She lives over in the Westwood community. Wow. Where we were raised and went to church at the Westwood Church of Christ, and she still goes three times a week when they get it open. You, you, that's a special thing, isn't it? To oh, still have your mom at, at, at your age. 86 years old, Last uh, just last month, July 29th. Yeah. You know, Truman, year before last, she went on 22 days of vacation with Anita and me, and last wow. year she did about 13, and I've already taken her uh, 11, and I plan on taking her 10 or 11 more back down to Destin just to give her a change because older people, and she's in good health and got a real good mind, you've got to really watch these because if they were just get a mild case of COVID, it could be hard on them. But I've been real pleased that these COVID cases have been lighter and that we're having more people recover a day than we are having new cases. Yeah. So that that's good. I think some of it was overblown because oh, Lord, yes. I know a lot of them, my buddies my age, and we're not young anymore. Sure. And, and it, it didn't hardly affect us at all. I had it. My brother had it. You did have yeah, it. Yeah, we, we had it all the way down through us because we went to a uh, graduation. And uh, we were around a number of people that evidently had already had it. Been exposed. And so um, we had to be tested. 
And I think the testing thing is, is a really a big problem because, right. you know, CDC went away from it uh, and, and let people uh, do the 10-day uh, right. quarantine. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, I never did get sick, though, really. But my mind was going crazy. If you get me away from people and I am in, right. like in a penitentiary at home, right. it drives you nuts. It will. Yeah. It will. I was listening to Trump last night, and he was talking about uh, going back. He, 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 he kind of feels like the Democrats are part of some of the quarantine things that are going on. They, they want to keep everybody just completely at home. And under control, so I, I'm a. Well, I certainly uh, hope and pray that neither party have uh, extended the fear in American people over this COVID worse than what it really is. Yeah. Because you know, I went to World Outreach a uh, week before last, and I've got a picture in my pocket of the whole bottom section, and it's just full. People want to be in church. Sure, they do. And and yeah. we are outside. Yeah, yeah, you're outside on 5.30 on Monday, I mean on Saturday night, and I go at 9.30, and as soon as I turn in, I go at 12 rows up in the second section, I can social distance, I have my mask on until I sit down, and then... Didn't I see you with Charlie Daniels back up there? He was playing, what was it, the devil down down in Georgia? And you were over there tapping your feet. Didn't I see that? I was at a lot of men's events. And, you know, Charlie was at every one of them. Yeah. And uh, uh, you guys miss him. Oh, Lord, yes. Everybody's going to miss him. Yeah. And uh, I was so touched at his funeral service that Gretchen Williams, uh, she was kind of a wild, and she'll tell you, uh, country music singer, and she had a big hit about honky tonks or whatever. But uh, she got to be real close with Charlie Daniels, and he led her to the Lord, and that's why she was there singing "Amazing Grace." But uh, he was quite a man. Yeah, he was. Y'all have got a a, a, a complete uh, roster of famous people there at the church. Famous. What people? is the biggest draw for you? Oh, uh, the draw for me yeah. is the. Uh, I know the preacher is Alan, really great. Alan, yeah. I have to say. I grew up with a wonderful minister in McMinnville, James Vandiver, who's just stepped out of the pulpit in, um, in Nashville, um, the uh, Brentwood Hills Church of Christ, and um, he's 82 years old. And then when you go hear Alan, Alan speaks to you, and uh, he reaches your heart without fussing at you. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people don't like that fire and brimstone and probably we all need some of it sometime. some love it and some hate it <laughs> yeah well i'm not i'm not that but yeah. uh it it has uh so many programs for the the children and things like that it's just a natural draw and then uh brady cooper over here on thompson lane's done a wonderful job with first vision yeah they're adding on to it right now and uh but they have a children's program well, you know, I love country churches. I guess oh, it's because I, I grew up in them. I th- uh, we had Science Hill Church of Christ. They were probably wouldn't hold over 20 people. But we knew each other. It, you felt very comfortable. And, and my uh, preacher over at Crescent Church of Christ, uh, Daryl Lewis, he keeps us so comfortable because he'll say, I'm probably the biggest sinner in here. And I work hard on right. it and things like that. 
And uh, most people do not like to have a finger pointed at them right. when they, when they go in. And and, uh, and then you know we know what most of our sins are. And, and it, 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 I know I need a big fight all the time. That's to, right. It, I do too. Yeah. But Alan's good about not pointing the finger, but uh, <clears throat> making you aware. And it's in everybody's daily life, but uh, without uh, without doing that. And I know that attracts a lot of people. Yeah. Another thing they have, Truman, is that they have those two other auditoriums where you can go in and sit down at a table and drink coffee if you want to or whatever. Yeah. I always like to be in the room with the preacher, don't you? I do. I, I like to watch him. I do, too. It, it, it makes it a lot more interesting for me. And that's the hard thing about us being outside is I can't hear the music as well. No. That, that really bothers me because I love w- when they sing some of these songs where the alto comes in and the soprano yes. and all that, and it just absolutely, it, it, it just overwhelms me sometimes. Yeah. It, well, World Outreach has talent that uh, our professional muse- uh, musicians mm-hmm. and singers in Nashville, you know. I mean, you've got to be good to get on their uh, music team. And... Uh, uh, I've always been impressed with that. Of course, I'm like you, and I'm an old Church of Christ uh, boy that raised up a cappella and singing from the hymn books, and I wish they'd get back to a little of that, but, you know, that's okay, too. I'm like Barney. You remember the episode in Andy Griffin where uh, they couldn't find out who was off-key uh, singing in the <laughs> oh, yes. choir, and it ended up Barney? Yes. They know me right away. I can I can hear I wish I could sing. I mean, yes. some of the most beautiful songs in the world are, are those type of songs. Right. Um, you have been in a lot of businesses. Right. And I was over at one of the uh, big car lots one time, and I was trying to buy a car. And uh, I, uh, my car had just been wrecked. I mean, just total. And uh, I was looking, and I could not get the dealership to come down at all on the car I wanted. And I don't know how you found out, but you called me. And I don't know if you remember this or yes, not. Yes, I do. And uh, you said, Truman, what kind of car are you looking for? And uh, it surprised me, and then I said, I told you, I said, this is the one I want, but it's way too steep from what I'm trying to find out. He said, you wait a couple of weeks. And when the couple of weeks was almost over with, you called me, and he said, I got your car. <laughs> and I drove to Chevable. You right. had a place on the left before right. you got into Chevable. I Chevel. built that. You did build it? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, But anyway, I went in. And they treated me so nice, and I'm not going to say how much less it was, but it was a whole lot less than what I had been priced. That that's a, a hard thing. I know Stan McNabb oh, yeah. is, is one of my first cousins. Yeah, I know Stan well. Yeah, and, and uh, I don't know how in the world you can run a automobile dealership like it has to be run because. Everybody is looking for their price. They don't want to pay what the dealership price is. And it's, it's very difficult when, when you have friends and family. Oh, yes. But the thing about it is is that uh, you can be fair with people yeah. and, and make a little money and 
But uh, the most important thing is is that most people, not in your case because your car was completely totaled, yeah. but the most valuable thing they bring to a dealership is their nice used car. And look what it's worth when I can say to a customer after I've detailed it and serviced it and everything, well, this was Truman Jones's car because everybody knows Truman Jones. Or this was Tommy Bragg. They know car. how I drive. Nobody's <laughs> going to want my car. Not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I built that dealership in 97 and 98, uh-huh. and it was Chevrolet and Ford side by side, which was unheard of. Yeah. And uh, Mike Perry and Willard Perry built it for me. And so I had Morris Parker, my dear friend that you knew that was a architect architect down in Laverne. Yeah. I had him draw a picture of the uh, the new Chevrolet dealership with the used car building, and I sent it to Chevrolet mm-hmm. and got it approved. And then I drew a picture of the new Ford Image building with the used car, and I sent it to Ford and got them both approved, got them built. Mike and Willard got them built, and then I had the grand opening, and, and uh, Chevrolet people were there and the Ford people were there, and... They were walking around, and they said, you didn't tell us you were going to have Ford and Chevrolet side by side. I said, well, you don't approve where the Ford dealership goes. You approve where the Chevrolet dealership goes. Yeah. But anyway, that was one of the first ones uh, in the do South. Do they not like to be next door each anymore? They do now. You're exactly right. They want to be right there in the middle of you, it. We, on, on, uh, right here on Broad Street, right. we had most of them at one time. Yeah. You look, uh, before it was over. Don Alexander owned the Ford and, and the Buick and then the Chevrolet. It was all together. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they've gone that way now. If you go out across the interstate and Medical Center and Fortress Drive, you'll, you'll see a lot of dealerships there. Of course, you got the GMs and the Hondas and the new Mazda stores and everything. But uh, the, the wonderful thing about automobile dealerships is the amount of sales tax that they generate for the local community. Because hmm. we get to keep uh, a certain percentage of the sales tax for the state that we have to collect. Yeah. And a certain amount stays in the community. Wow. That's why, you know, it's important for So people. that that would be in uh, uh, in the city of Murfreesboro yes, and Rutherford and County. County? Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. And that's why this new Costco out on 99... Mm-hmm. Uh, on uh, Mickey Mitchell's property, as soon as you get off on 99, like you're going to World Outreach, mm-hmm. the, the state's going to build two extra turning lanes off a 99 interstate exit, mm-hmm. and you're going to be able to turn right. Well, that big five-story building they're building right now is U-Haul's climate-controlled storage. And then right behind that is going to be the new Costco. Well, uh, they gave Costco some concessions but not nearly like nashville nashville gave away the farm for too long and they didn't have to yeah. but uh, that costco is going to create about 175 jobs i understand and the sales tax they generate for us is just going to be tremendous and those are the kind of jobs we need yeah. and uh, uh we don't need people going down to nashville going to costco and uh, I think every anybody I know, they want to have everything done right here in this community because the traffic is just horrendous between here and Davidson County, and and we want to we want our community to collect that money. Of course we do. That's just like the uh, the new Vanderbilt Hospital yeah. that is uh, on Veterans. 
if you're going toward Nashville, it'll be on the far side on the left. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 81 acres, and I think they're only going to have 58 rooms. But they're going to have an unbelievable extended cardiology department where they can do open-heart surgeries and things like that. And they're going to have a neonatal intensive care unit for the children. Uh And I know my family in McMinnville and Smithville and, you know, Tillahoma, Manchester, Cheverville, those people will come up there to the NICU instead of going to Nashville because Nashville is another hour plus finding somewhere to park. And, you know, it's going to be right off of Veterans Parkway. And, of course, we've got the uh, new addition opened uh, Two of the floors opened at St. Thomas. So this uh, this last 15 years has been amazing at Medical Center and what it's added. And I think really, Truman, it helped us get through the last great recession of 08. I think if we hadn't had that avenue mm-hmm. and the new hospital started, we wouldn't have had near the luck that we did. You know, uh, that's one thing that they have managed well right here. The one thing that aggravates me more than anything else is the traffic control that we've got here in Murfreesboro. And now that they're, they're you're talking about Salem Highway, they're they're they're, they're going over that bridge and widening it. It, it, it seems like it's been going on ten years. I know yes. it. It, it, oh, it seems like it just it, it'll never pro- it never ends. I own the property since fifteen. I've already got the apartments open, and they're still widening the road. That's, That's unbelievable. Years. Yes, yeah. it is. And I used to live in in uh, Salem, right? And uh, and that was when I was at the sheriff's office. And I would actually run from my house on Rucker Lane, right, all the way to the jail and back. And I wouldn't rarely see a car on that road. Really? Yeah, it was unbelievable. Now Rucker Lane is just booming. Well, you, you've got to have. Yes, it is. With that big tooth, I ate over there uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I really liked it. I, I like it better than the other ones, to uh-huh. be perfectly honest with you, because they're it, it's spread out in a different way, and, and you you don't have all that commotion going on inside because food is good, but I love the conversations. Oh yes, yeah. And I, and I know you've done a lot of business and right. all the restaurants and all the things that you've ever done. And and um, when did you first start getting in to the type of businesses that you are? Because what really drew you to that? Because you just don't do it just with us. Well, I, I worked for Mr. Sam Lasseter, who you know oh, well, yes, that ran Commerce yes, Union. Yes. And I worked for him while I went to school at MTSU. Mm-hmm. And then I went down to Chattanooga and went to work for the Hamilton National Bank, mm-hmm. an older bank, and I was on the management training program with people like Charlie Myatt, who mm-hmm. was the uh, area executive and president of First Tennessee. and Betty- Charlie can tell you about that restaurant I was trying to remember down in Panama City. Oh, okay. he can? Uh, yeah, Charlie can? Yeah, yeah Charlie can remember. <clears throat> anyway, I worked in the banking business for about five years. Uh-huh. And this gentleman from Cleveland who, didn't, who had a daughter my age, but she lived in Atlanta, and that was his only child. Uh-huh. And she wanted no part of the car business. So he came and got me from the banking business, and within nine months, I was the general manager of it. Wow. And, uh, I stayed over there from 77 to 85, and then General Motors, believe it or not, came to me, and they wanted me to buy the old Cadillac store right there next to the Crystal, mm-hmm. where there's a, a, a successful furniture place that's 
been there ever since I built the new dealership where Bumpus is in 1991 and two, and uh, and then um, uh, they would have opportunities like in Cookville for Olds Cadillac and Mazda or whatever or Nissan in in uh, Chevable, and they would come to me and and uh, the uh, manufacturers reps would. Uh, 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 Give me, uh, present me the opportunity. But mm-hmm. I tell you, it's while I was in Cleveland, Tennessee, that I got in the real estate business with two of my customers that were about my age. They, uh, they needed. Uh, hey, Sam. Sam. Have some coffee. Uh, they needed um, someone to help them with the soft cost, mm-hmm. and uh, I gave them twenty thousand dollars and. At the first construction draw, they got the, the the drawings and the engineers and all the fees and everything. At the first draw, they gave me back my twenty thousand, and then at the next draw, they gave me a twenty thousand profit. Wow! And I said, "Wow, that works out real well." I was running the dealership; they were good Seventh Day Adventist boys, and mm-hmm. and still are. And uh, then they came to me and were doing a, a doctor's office building, wanted sixty thousand. And it worked out the same way. And then after that, I said, no, nah, I don't need to do this anymore. I need to be a partner. And so I started partnering up with them. And when I came to Murfreesboro, I wasn't in here six months. Truman, I don't know if you remember it or not, but I bought that Samsonite corner when they put it on, on the market. Yeah, I remember. And uh, uh, there's a bank on the corner. And then, of course, SEC Engineering right behind it, Steve Harrison, Matt T- Taylor, Jamie and uh, Mark Lee, they've all done real well. Mm-hmm. And then I built a, a strip center that uh, had the uh, uh, Lynn Lynn's uh, mom's carpet and uh, design tile store. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I ended up building a, a used car lot for Jim Kirby, mm-hmm. who's been here a long time. He was my sales manager for over 20 years. And... Uh, Anyway, from I went from that deal to owning the 826 building next to Nissan that's now torn down to just different projects. And I always loved doing that on the side. And Anita was teaching school when I was running. Bellwood. Yeah. And I was, I was running a dealership. So every time I would do a real estate deal, I'd just plow it back into another real estate deal. Mm-hmm. But Truman, I told someone the other day, I had dealership in Jackson. Honda, very good store with my little brother. I had Nissan and Dixon. I had uh, Cookville Honda, the best store I ever owned. And I had Chevrolet Ford and Chevable and Oats Cadillac here. I never did real estate development but in Murfreesboro because there was, none of those towns could produce the value of a, a development like Murfreesboro. I would rather do business in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, than Franklin any day of the week. My it's uncle just... Ben said one time, he lived in New York, and he was in businesses up there. And he told me that even in New York, they knew Murfreesboro, and they knew the value of Murfreesboro. You're kidding. No. But I would have thought you had had to come here and just look around and just see what Murfreesboro is all about. It, 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 it Murfreesboro is, in, in Rutherford County, they're blessed. I mean, very it, blessed. Yeah, it's just like you can come in here and plant a seed in Murfreesboro and grow a thousand acres of corn or whatever. 
It's unbelievable. And, you know, people like you who grew up and, and uh, were from here, everybody was so accepting. I remember losing Bubba Woodfin last oh, month gosh. and, uh, you know, how nice he was to me when we'll I came to town. never replace him. No. Yeah. No, you can't replace him. He yeah. knew everybody. Everybody knew him. They trusted him. He was just a very, very good man. Yeah. And uh, uh, we lost a lot when we lost Bubba Woodfin. But, but you've been very successful not even growing up here. I, I know I know most of what you would call old Murfreesboro and old Rutherford right. County. I know the history. I, I've been around them. I guess that's because I'm old. But just like somebody like Bud Mitchell. Bud oh, Mitchell yeah. is the most honest person. He, he, he wants to give. He never wants to accept anything. But he wants to give. It's like my grandmother was. Yes. She, she never did anything for herself, but she did all the other things for everybody that she came in contact with. And that's for. why he was so successful. Yeah, because Bud hated going to school. I, I think most of us did when we were yeah. young. But he could take things and build them just from his mind. He sees things that nobody else can see. Isn't it's that just, amazing? Yeah. And... and you know, they push the universities, and, and if you want to go to the university and, and that, right. that you need it for your career, sure. that's all fine and good. But there are a lot of brilliant people who who can just create things uh, out of their own mind, and I, I just absolutely love being around them. It, right. it, it's amazing. I, and, and that's ability I don't have. Now I can look oh, at yeah. a financial statement and stuff or look at a piece of property and decide how to divide it up. Yeah. But uh, as far as having that kind of talent like Bud Mitchell had, that just amazes me. But I thought it was very smart about 10 or 15 years ago when we started the two-track system in the yeah. high schools. Mm -hmm. And you could go the trade route or you could go the traditional um, university route. Yeah. And they've trained so many people right over there on Old Fort Parkway in computer science and uh, HVAC, uh, getting certified as an electrician, as a plumber. Uh, my plumber who comes and takes care of my house, he's got a BS degree from MTSU. Wow. And he can make more money plumbing, he said. Yeah. So how much m uh, money on the front end did he lose during that time? Because it, it's unbelievable. Uh, uh, they start borrowing money, the young it's people. Awful. do. And, and it, their, their business sense is just nowhere to be seen. It's just unbelievable. And you go to a university, they can talk you into anything when you right. get right down to it. I'm not really being mean. No, but, but you're telling the truth. Yeah, I'm telling the truth. It, it, it's just utterly impossible. It, and it's amazing to me that they they get a job and they're making thirty, thirty-five thousand a year if they're lucky, mm -hmm. and they're looking at a fifty-eight thousand dollars student debt. Yeah, and I'm and going, that's kind of minimal right now. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, there are not a lot of professions that allow you the income to really pay, the, pay those student loans off. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot of uh, lenders that uh, are not government lenders, but, I mean, they keep offering you money and offering you money. Well, if you're in school and they want to give you two or $3,000, you know, that's a big temptation. Yeah. And these credit card companies send you credit cards are pre-approved for $500, and the next thing you know, you owe 2500 on it, and... Uh, I just uh, I, I just hate that for our young people. Maybe they'll get into, you know, the, the type of thoughts that we have 
where most of us that grew up in the hard times and the, the 40s, some go back to the 30s, but the 40s and the 50s, is that the biggest thing we always wanted to not be in debt. That's right. That is the number one thing. Once you reach that point in your life, it gets a little bit easier. If you had your house paid for, Truman, you had it made. Yeah. And we did starter homes back then. Yes. And yes. the starter home w- would give us enough financial stability to go to something larger. It w- right. We just didn't want to start out at the top. You start out at you the didn't. top, you're in trouble. That's right. What were those homes that after World War II in the late 40s and early 50s that uh, uh, the great generation, I think they call it, uh, what did they call those homes for the veterans? It was like W-40s or something like that. Yeah. But uh, it was a great plan, and it started neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and uh, it started the uh, urban areas outside of the big cities. Mm-hmm. But you're right. If uh, You started that as a starter home as your family grew. You built up equity, and then you, you maybe moved up. But there's a lot of people, and a lot of my family, my great uncles and aunts that I've lost too many of them, but, uh, you know, they still live in the house when I was a little boy. Yeah. And uh, perfectly happy. Mine were that way. Nice Especially houses. when they had uh, farmhouses. Oh, There's yes. something about living and growing up on a farm that's, that's just special. You have a better, your life is, 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 is more in a way of, of uh, you know what's going to happen every day, and you look forward to it every day. And there's something about living out in the country uh, that you, you you can see God a whole lot better out there. Yeah, the I think you can too. It, yeah. Now, did you grow up in the Kittrell area? I grew up in the Kittrell, Readable area, and in the uh, Jakestown area. Yes. Yeah. I was driving back from McMimble from a bank meeting down there where I'm from, and uh, I looked over at Kittrell and I thought about you and uh, Monk. Monk Montgomery. And you, you can't think of Kittrell and not think of Monk. Of Monk you can't, can you? But you know, Kittrell stole him from Las Casas. Did they really? Yes. They offered his mama a job over at the school. Uh-huh. And, of course, he went right along with her. And, of course, he had practiced over in that Las Casas gym for years, you know, just shooting. Yes. I, I mean, he could hit the middle part of the court and just turn the ball loose and nothing but net. Well, I heard many times, and I've heard more than one person say, that you would need a basket to win and that Monk would take it, and he would just turn around before it even got to the rim and start running toward the oh, yeah. locker room because yeah. he knew it was going in. Uh, can you imagine that? Kind? No. Uh, it's unbelievable. But they had more players than, than, yes. than Monk. They had they had a really good team. Really, really they should have won the state that year. They had uh, one guy that was stealing the ball from them. Yeah. When they go down the court, and that's what happens. But now, didn't in '64 or '65, Central High School won the state? Yeah, didn't they, they did. But the best team was in 1960. What was for that? Central? They 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 lost one game. They they just, they destroyed everybody. Even playing number two, number three, fourteen, yes. they just destroyed them. And when they uh, went to the uh, state tournament, this little uh, town, kind of like Kittrell. Uh, they were using oxygen, and they were running their players in and out. And uh, but Mr. Page said he, he he told me he said I lost that game. He said we should have destroyed them. It, it just just one of those things that kind of sneaks up on you. you yeah, might say. and you called him Mr. Pate. You didn't call him Coach Pate, did you? If Mr. Pate, he was so strict on us, 
and we, he structured us so well. If he would go somewhere after everybody had retired, and he had retired, and his wife had passed on, uh, he goes to a bank, and, and uh, some of the vice presidents, the presidents, or or whatever, if they saw him coming, if they were smoking and had a drink in their hand, they would hide it. Oh yeah. Can you imagine? Yes, I can. It's all like it's almost like mom and dad coming by. You right. better, you better look up. I remember when I first came to town in '85. I would go up uh, town and uh, uh, community table. As soon as you walk in on the left, sometime Mr. Pate was in there, and I knew he was a legendary coach. Yeah. And I asked somebody like Bart Fide or David Parsons or somebody. I said, "Why does everybody call him Mr. Pate instead of Coach Pate?" He said, that's what he wanted you to call you. Yeah. He said, nobody called him Coach Payton. Yeah. But uh, he, coached, he coached football and basketball, didn't he? He did, and he had never coached basketball before in his life when he came here. Really? Yeah, yeah. They just, they just turned everything over to him. And he was, he was very structured in a way. But, you know, sometimes we do things a little bit more than what we should be doing or want to be doing. Right. And... Uh, he told me um, in the last, I guess, uh, five or six months of his life, he said, Truman, he said, I wish I'd done things different because I think he missed that uh, relationship thing. Well, he might have, but yeah. I know he taught a lot of young men to be gentlemen. Oh, yeah. If he told you to run through this brick wall right here, you would do everything you could to run through that brick wall. I, I remember Randy Adams, uh, who you know co-founded NXC with his daddy and yeah. Ted LaRoche, and he told me that uh, he got in trouble one time because he was a second-string halfback, and they were ahead. And I think he said they were playing Sparta, mm-hmm. and he broke through there, and he was off to the races to a touchdown. And this speedster came from across the field, and caught him right before he got to the goal line, and he said, I knew I was in trouble. Coach Pate didn't care what happened, but he didn't expect you to get run down from behind. <laughs> oh, I remember those days. But, you know, I've got a, a, a book in my car right now that his brother Carl wrote. Really? Yeah, and I'm, I'm reading that, and, I, and I'm going to share that with some of the my buddies uh, during the time, because we all knew each other back in those days. And, right. And when you're kids, your personality is a little bit different than what, when you grow up. Absolutely. And uh, the fights that everybody would get into when they'd leave Central and go walking down, it was, uh, or over in that area. Now, of course, they, you didn't pull knives or guns or anything. No, no, but, nothing. But, but, but you really enjoyed that time. Do you think a lot of your success goes back to when you got into the banking business? Oh, it helped me a lot. I started in the banking business when I was 16, and uh, I would wow. go after school, and I, I, my grades were good, and I could get out early. So I got to the bank about 1 o'clock, mm-hmm. and I worked upstairs in the operations department. And so back in those days, in the proof department where they coded the amount of the check and a lot of times the account number mm-hmm. in a proof machine, uh, the ladies would cut off at 2 o'clock. And remember, you used to, if you made a deposit after 2 o'clock, it wouldn't post till the next day. Hmm. Well, my job for Citibank was to run the proof that came in in the drive-ins until 4 o'clock so that when the ladies came in in the morning, they were caught up. And then, of course, if I had something else to do, I'd have important jobs like 
putting postage on mail or rolling coin or something like that. And uh, anyway, uh, when I went to work for the Hamilton National Bank, they just let me skip the operations part. And that ended, that allowed me to become the youngest officer in the history of that 100-and-something-year-old bank. Wow. Because I didn't have to go through operations. Yeah. And uh, uh, it was just because of the experience of Mr. Sam Lasseter and getting to work at uh, for Mr. Roney and McMinnville at Citibank. But uh, in so many ways, banking has changed. But in a lot of ways, it's never changed, Truman. I mean, it's still the same thing. You and, just have more paperwork now. Yeah, we got a lot more paperwork. Yeah. But uh, we still we still look at a person and see what kind of uh, character they've got and what kind of ability they've got and uh, how well they know their business and how they take care of their money and their company. And that's what decisions are made on. And, and it's yeah. made same way right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Now, you get up to one of the New York banks or something like that, all they're doing is looking at a piece of paper. They're not looking at somebody's 30-year character or whatever. Yeah. But that still goes on in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And that's why I'm glad I'm involved in Murfreesboro, not Nashville and these regional banks. And uh, We are blessed here. We're very blessed here. People don't understand. Yeah. I think I came here in 85, and there was probably, I don't know, 37,000 people, something like that, yeah, yeah. in the city, and yeah. I don't know how many in the county. And now I understand, uh, I heard a number that we were like 318,000 in the county. Oh, we're more than that. We are? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But, I mean, what's blowing my mind is that I saw a statistic yesterday, that uh, day before yesterday, that home sales, existing home sales, it means any kind of home, whether it's already built and, and coming on the market again or it's a new one, was up 16.7% across the country in June, and it's up 37% through June for the year. And yeah. 19 was an unbelievable year. Yeah. So uh, uh, it, it's kind of questioning me in my mind that that the unemployment numbers that we hear are probably in the hotel motel business in the amusement parks and but it's growing in the airlines yeah. oh yes yeah. it's growing yeah yes i have friends that are in the hotel motel business in chattanooga and uh, knoxville and pigeon forge and they're having very strong occupancy but not nashville because people don't stop in nashville because everything's shut down and there's nothing to do yeah and uh, we've built 15 years of Nashville being a tourism town, and they've done an unbelievable job. Uh, I, I think that there's close to a thousand types of uh, conventions in the convention center, yeah. and I don't mean big ones. I'm talking about of all sizes, and uh, those are the people who stay in the JW Marriotts and the Westons and go to those nice hotels on expense account. And that want to go over and have a twelve dollar and fifty cent drink at Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. You're not going to walk in there and see local people. It's people who have heard of it, and it's right beside the Ryman. And you know, but twenty five cents of that twelve fifty goes to the city of Nashville, and ten cents on every beer sold. So they've cut all that off. And until we get a vaccine or a treatment, I don't see people coming back to conventions. 
I think the plasma thing that they're looking at right now is going to really help do away with it. It is. And, and, and you know, uh, of course, you know, I, I've always got a little bit of humor with everything I say. Sure. Uh, that's why people don't take me so serious. But, you know, it would be nice with all the growth that's going on here that we treat them like people who are immigrants and coming in from other areas like Nashville included. Right, right. And, and then we can keep a, a kind of a hold on the people that's coming in. So we're not going to be like Oregon and Washington or Washington, D.C. and Chicago and even St. Louis. St. Louis was a great city at one time. It sure was. Yeah. And, and uh, But growth sometimes... It, it's very good. I mean, it, it it's it can it be up maybe in the sixty seventy percent good, and then thirty thirty five percent bad, because we don't know how that growth is going to affect us in the future, as far as how their how how this uh, community is going to be able to um, accept them in and it's sustaining. Yeah. Yeah, we, we tripled the size of our sewer plant like five or six years ago and yeah. we're already running out of sewer capacity. Yeah, we are. But I, I of course asked, we've got cities like Eagle. They they right. they're gonna they're gonna explode one of these. Wonderful days. cities. Yes. And uh, they take such pride in their community and uh, I think you'll see that at Christiana. You've got a elementary and a middle school and rockville i wish wish they'd go ahead and build a high school out there yes Mm -hmm. my sister-in-law taught at rockville until last year but i wish they'd build a small six to seven hundred high school at christiana let it be a community area yeah and uh that's what john hodge jones wanted for the community he wanted to go back to areas in the community where you went to you know, grade school and middle school and the high school. I wish we still had that. Oh, wouldn't it be wonderful? Oh, yeah. Where the well, actually, you had the the the, the first and all the way through twelve the same school. Right. And, and everybody got to know each other. That's right. And, and as you grew, you 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 had more of a um, a get along type situation where everybody pretty much was like family. And, it, and you were binded to those people the rest of your life. Yes, yes. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Mark Fertle. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer, host of the Truman Show live broadcast. One of the finest restaurants in Rutherford County, at the top as the friendliest. It's like a magnet. You just draw people in here. It seems different here in Murfreesboro. It just seems like everybody is more welcoming. Open Monday through Saturday at 6.30 for breakfast and lunch, Thursdays and Fridays for dinner. Food is ready-made. You make it. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer. If you're looking around your home and it's looking like it's time to update, we can do anything as far as painting, new flooring, anything that you're looking for. If you can dream it, we can turn it into reality. 
They already did a great job on our bathroom, so when we decided to redo the playroom, Farrah Construction was the only one we called. This is Ron Hall with Farrah Construction. 615-893-6120. That's Fair Construction Company. Why join a credit union? Credit unions offer the same services as banks, but are not for profit. Credit unions are owned by their members, not Wall Street investors. Credit unions are among the highest rated services ever evaluated by Consumer Reports. Need another reason to join a credit union? If you join Heritage South Community Credit Union now through June 30th, you could win $2,500. Sounds like a good reason to me. Learn more at HeritageSouth.org. Insured by NCUA. Generation 4 Creations Grandparents Day is coming up, and it's time to nominate your favorite grandparent who is a performing or visual artist. Also, register your child grades K-12 through for the talent contest. Tickets for the online event September 12th at 4 p.m. are available free for grandparents, seniors, and students. Check out Generation 4 Creation at gfckidz.org to nominate a grandparent to register a child or sponsor. That's gfckidz.org. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Brian Barrett with a WGNS Primetime Sports update on last night's game with Riverdale and Franklin. It was a Riverdale victory, 30-25. to The Admirals scored on their first drive, so did the Warriors, but after that, Franklin scored twice to take a 19-7 to lead. But with 1.36 to go in the game, Riverdale got within five on this 10-yard run by Zalen McKinney. McKinney's in motion from right to left. He's got the ball, turns it up field left side, and sprints to the end zone. Touchdown, Warriors! Salem McKinney on the sweep. The Admirals took an 11-point lead early in the third quarter, but took a safety on their next possession. Just about a minute later, Marcus Lloyd found pay dirt. It was 25-23 Franklin. 9.33 to play in the game. B.J. Kennard busted a big run to give Riverdale a 30-25 lead. Kennard, 40, 45, 50, 40, 30. He's gone, folks. 20, 10, 5, end zone. Touchdown, Warriors for the lead. 62 big ones. Warrior quarterback Jamison Holcomb was 13 of 17 passing, 119 yards and a touchdown. Kennard, 14 carries, 81 yards. And Lloyd, 11 carries, 53 yards. Other Thursday night winners, Rockvale 20, Franklin County 17, the first win in Rocket football history. MTCS defeated Friendship Christian 21-0. Laverna winner 27-7 over Green Hill. Several games have been postponed. They'll resume soon. You can check WGNSSports.com and click on scoreboard and schedule for the very latest. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. This portion of the show brought to you by Mapco. How do you feel about two for three dollar Lays or Cheetos? What about regular M&Ms for only a dollar? These are just a handful of the sweet deals you'll find right now at Mapco. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. And don't forget to download their My Rewards mobile app to earn points toward items like ice-cold fountain drinks and even fuel. The app is available for both iPhones and Androids. Stop by and save at your local Mapco today. 
At Bud's Tire Pros, they care about those who live and work here because you're a big part of what makes this place great. This is Kay Mitchell at Bud's Tire. Come by and see us at Bud's Tire, 3600 East Main Street, or call 896-TIRE. They will be here through the good times and the uncertain times. For those who are out on the road, stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, they're essential, they're open, they're local. Visit them online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Few scattered showers and storms here this afternoon with cloudy skies high into the mid-80s. Winds out of the south at 10 to 20 miles per hour, gusting as high as 30. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 78. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back with Mark Pearl. All right, Mark, you and I saw Unhinged. The other day, yes. What would, what kind of rating would you give that? Well, it's definitely an R, and you don't need to take your children no. because of the violence. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has Russell Crowe in it, and uh, he's the gentleman that becomes unhinged. And as you saw, and I saw, it was over road rage. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, it was uh, kept you on the edge of your seat, mm-hmm. but. Uh, in the end, the brave mother prevailed, but uh, he had uh, gotten fired the year before he was going to retire, and then I think he lost his wife and child in a car wreck or something, didn't no, he? No, he burned them. He burned them. Mm-hmm. Don't you remember that house that was on fire? Oh, that was him burning his own wife and child? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Well, I mean, he didn't mean to. Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> He's crazy. I can tell you that. He looked, uh, he, he must have gained 50 pounds, if you know Russell Yes, Trump. I read an article about it, and they yeah. said he did. And he's been on his farm in Australia with his two sons this whole time. And uh, I think he's uh, probably enjoyed being on his farm. But yeah. uh, I wouldn't uh, want him living next to me. Uh-uh. And and have, did you take uh, the horn out of your car after you left the theater? Because no. everybody wants to blow the horn at the one in front of them yeah. that goes through three or four green That's lights. Right. I've never been a horn blower. You know, I don't think that gets you anywhere. Now, there's a lot of people who are, and I'm one know, of them. And uh, well, if I'm in a hurry, right. I don't want somebody just sitting there looking at their computer. Well, and that's a problem, looking at their phone. Yeah. They don't have any business, and we all have a tendency to glance down, and uh, they say in, like, two seconds you can be in trouble. Yeah. So, you know, they ought to do like Peyton Manning says he does, and he puts it in his glove box and shuts the glove box when he gets in the car. So uh, I don't know if he still does, but when he had 
his children were little, he did. But that, that'd that be a good lesson for all of us. He was a great example for all of us, wasn't he? Yes, he was. He was. I, I still love him. Olivia and Archie were great people. Oh, gosh, they really were. Uh, the New Mutants is playing here. I don't know what that is. I know it's a children's well, movie. Is it really a children's yes. it's a, movie? It, it's for younger folks. Well, The two that are for older folks are Unhinged. And then the Unforgiven oh, with yeah, Clint yeah. Eastwood, which yeah. we've all seen. Yeah, I think most of us have seen it a hundred times. Now let's get to my girl. Uh, un, uh, let's let's go right down the line. Unfor, unhinged is two thirty, four forty-five, and seven thirty. Uh, the new mutants uh, is two, four thirty, six thirty, and seven. Unforgiven. Is two forty five and six forty five. Now the one I I really like is my girl, and it's three thirty and six fifteen, and that takes place a lot in in a funeral home. And and uh, sweetest little girl you've ever seen. She's probably about seven or eight in there, and uh, she is absolutely terrified of death. Oh my goodness! Yes, and it, it and she lives upstairs. Uh, she lives in the yeah in in the home there oh my the funeral home, and it really you live with her mind all the way through the movie. Gotcha. And she's got the best little friend, uh, McCullough Calkin. Yeah. When that's when he was. Let's see. I don't know if it's got the the date when that came out, but it's been some time ago. But it, it's amazing how she goes through all those terror things. She even goes sees a psychologist and he works with her and all those things but it, it's it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a the way we go through life a lot of it is based on some of the things that she goes through so you, you need to go see that movie oh i will 3 30 and six fifteen. well you and jackie and nita and i were always friday afternoon movie goers yeah and, uh, yeah i always thought it was a good way to get your mind off business and kick the weekend off and, yeah Anita and I always enjoyed the big screen, just yeah. like you and your wife. And uh, uh, it's it's amazing who you see uh, in the movie that have retired, Charlie Might and Judy and yeah. Robert and Suzanne uh, Adams and people yeah. like that. And uh, uh, it, it's a good way. But I was shocked to see that the movie uh, companies, especially Disney, the people who release them, are only going to let them stay in theaters 17 days or three weekends. Mm -hmm. And they used to let them stay in the movie theaters 70 days. Yeah. So you've got three weekends to get people in to see the new releases, and then they're going to go on rental through their companies like um, Disney+. Plus. It's, they've already got 100 million subscribers. And that's mainly because of children, and they have an unbelievable movie vault, yeah. the best in the world. So they're going to give them three weekends to bring the people in, and then they're going to put them on rental, and they're going to be about $30. And uh, so I think are, sometimes that they're not very fair with the theaters. No, in they're fact, not. I know they're not. No, they're not. Because and, not every theater gets to play those particular movies that come across. Oh, no, Dave Gober that owns the one that you're talking about in yeah. Jackson Heights. It's been there since I was in college. And and 
you probably remember it opening in the Princess Theater being uptown. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was there when I was There's a lot of movies that uh, the big companies get that he he can't get. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I don't think they treat them exactly fairly either. Yeah. But they've seen their business decline, too, over the last 10 years. So uh, I, I can feel Walt Disney turning over in his grave right now. Yes. Because he, he did not have the same mind thoughts that, that they do today. Exactly. It, it's just unbelievable. He had the best talent as far as writing music, uh, cartoonists, mm-hmm. uh, visionaries, uh, anybody that was in business in this country, in my feeling. I think he did, too. Uh Except kind of Warner Brothers caught him with with the old Bugs Bunnies and, and, and those those type movies. Uh, adults and, and, and the young people could all enjoy them. In fact, right. I still enjoy them. Oh, yeah. Seeing some of those. Uh, the Dark Knight, that's the Batman series. That was very popular. Yes. And it's 2.15, 3.15. And 6 o'clock. So they have some great movies over here at Premier 6 right now. And it's very clean. Yeah. And they, after every movie, they go down and, and uh, you know, clean each theater. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave and uh, Shelby have just done a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. The thing I like about it is that you could go in there and spend, uh, uh, my wife and I, she gets a medium Diet Coke, and I get a water, and we get a medium uh, popcorn and then ever how much it is to go to it's about it's less than twenty dollars and you go out to one of the big ones and i'm not going to say any names because i'm not here to bash anybody but it'd be forty five dollars yeah and, and what i'm wondering is the people that have four children that are just dying to see the second dark night mm-hmm. and it's going to cost them seventy five eighty dollars just to go to the movie yeah and in the average family it, uh, it's very difficult for them to afford well, of those. Of course it is. But but going to Premier 6, I mean, it, it's just uh, a, an average night to go out, enjoy three or four hours, and, and, and really have a good time. And it's the best deal in town. Yes, it is the best deal in town. And uh, I remember Mr. Joe T. Tomlinson oh, that ran it for years. And then, uh, and then of course, uh, the gentleman after him that died very quickly of... Yeah. Uh, um, the brain, yeah, Bill, Bill, yeah, uh-huh. and uh, Dave has really enjoyed. He's head of our mortgage department at FMB of Middle Tennessee. And, he's a good guy. Uh, he's I really a real like good him. guy and a hard worker. Yeah, but he worked there for Mr. Joe T when he went to college, mm-hmm. and he's always loved that theater. And it was amazing to me to hear the number of people that worked there. While they were in high school, yeah, I was talking to Kathy Moore Nobles. She worked there. Her little sister worked there. You could just go on and on about all the different people that worked there. And it was funny to me to hear them talk about how important it was to be up in that projector room and make sure you had the the tape sliced so that there wasn't any uh, dark screens and stuff instead of it just being, just being pushing a button in a computer playing yeah. it. You know, when we had the Princess Theater, this, this takes you back to the way things were in the late 40s and the 50s, is mom and dad would drop us off 
at Prince's Theater. Right. And um, they would have the money already pretty much taken care of, and we would buy uh, a popcorn and a Coke when we went in. Right. And uh, very little would we spend at the time. And we would sit there to mom and dad come and get us because all the, the, the purchasing of groceries and everything like that was on the square. So that they were pretty much the only businesses that were on the square. And they, the theater was our babysitter. Right. And we would go in and just absolutely enjoy whatever movie was and on. And you would see more than one movie, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, And we had no televisions back then either. No. So that was, that was your whole uh, system of entertainment dur- during that particular time. And, and you, we'd, mom and dad never worried about us because you didn't have all that type of thinking and violence that, that right. goes on in today's world. Right. Oh, uh, we had the same thing, Mr. Kyle Nodem and McMinnville at the Park Theater. Yeah. And uh, just exactly what you're talking about. So you're the man I've been wanting to ask because if you go into the Chop House, mm-hmm. they have some pictures of old Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. And I've even asked Ed Lowry, the retired chairman of Calvary, on the far side next to Bell's, about two down, there's this company called the Dixie Company. What did it do? Now, that's inside the restaurant. No, it's inside the courthouse square. Oh, inside the courthouse Here's square. Bell's jewelry and then a place. Yeah, but what, you, you see it in the chop house, right? Yeah, you see inside the picture the of house. it. And I can't find anybody that knows what the Dixie Company was. And I wondered if it was a feed and grain and you loaded your wagons in the back or what. But uh, no. I think that's where the Democrats would meet, I believe, <laughs> at the time. Well, everybody was Democrats back then, weren't they? You didn't even have a Republican ballot at all back in those days. And I say, what has happened to this world? It's That's unbelievable. Right. I'll have to. I, I will look in it when, but I don't really. It's just the Dixie uh, coming. I can't. I, I can't place it. And there. And I've asked a lot of people, and they can't place it. But uh, uh, there is a history of Rutherford County, and I was in Gordon Ferguson's office, the president of the hospital, and I was reading it. And I was going to look it up, but they called me and said, you know, Gordon was ready to see me, and I didn't. But I bet you that history of Rutherford County, the Dixie Company's in there. But well, uh, now Greg Tucker will know. I'm pretty sure. I bet Being you he will. Historian. Yes, he, Greg he, Tucker will know. Yeah, he he does more work as far as the history of Rutherford County is concerned, and it's interesting. I think he's written three books. So is far. it three now? I think that's right, and he he's working on another one. But uh, I just. Uh, He's got the nicest family. Uh, they oh, are yes. the sweetest people. And uh, he, he was over here uh, Monday, and we were going to go eat. And uh, we were going to go by and pick Mentriette up first. And then I had an appointment up here at the hospital to do my, one of my yearly te- uh, sure. checks. So we were in a hurry. He ends up with a flat tire. Oh, so my. I uh, said, let's call Bud. So we called Bud. And we, Greg and I drove and picked Mentriette up and came back. And in that meantime, Bud came and got the car and took it over to the shop. 
and had it fixed. And, of course, the, the, the tires were in pretty bad shape. Uh, not that they were old or whatever, but he, uh, Greg, is as slow as he drives, he, he probably can run through uh, a set of tires in a year's time because he's in the car so long and right. he's out on the, uh, the road and whatever. But anyway, Bud had us complete, had them completely taken care of the time we got all of these things done. And you remember Hall McNabb? You don't remember Hall McNabb? No. He, he was the he was the sheriff in uh, in uh, let me think it was um, sixty eight to seventy. Yes, when I was go- right as I was coming to MTSU in seventy. Yeah, but uh, anyway, they bought his farm. Oh, it's just absolutely gorgeous right now. You, you know, anything you buy, it just depends on what you want to do with it. And you can make it a special place, as you well know. Oh, Lord, yes. Yeah. Now, does Anita ever hear anything from her students that she, oh, yes. she taught yes. at Bellwood? If we go over to MTSU to the football games mm-hmm. and we're walking uh, uh, around the crowd, you know, getting ready to get in the seats and everything, People will go, hi, Ms. Pirtle, hi, Ms. Pirtle, and she'll know who they are. And I said, Anita, how can you remember who all those students were? She says, because their eyes never change. And she will remember who they were because of the way their eyes are. And uh, that, I mean, I've sold a lot of cars, and I can remember people's faces, but uh, she, she remembers their first name. And, she uh, made a big impact on them. That was that was a lot of difference. Yeah, she was she was back in the days, right before they stopped doing requests. Mm-hmm. You used to could do requests, and and if you were over in the Bellwood area, and if you wanted Ms. Caldwell, or if you wanted uh, 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 any particular teacher, they tried to uh, honor those requests, and then the city started busting wide open and. The request just got out of hand. But uh, did they send the pictures of the the teachers and what they look like to the kids? No. I guarantee you, every boy would have picked her. <laughs> Bless her heart. You're too and she kind. she hasn't changed a bit. I mean, she went through a, a pretty rough oh my period, gosh. and I know you had a very hard time. Well, July thirteenth of thirteen, about seven thirty at night. Anita was getting ready to come home and was close to the mall, and she had an aneurysm, and that's a a bleeding of the brain. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had the forethought to pull over and stop this uh, father and son who had just come in from riding their motorcycles, Mm -hmm. and she said, something bad's happening to me. She pulled over and got out, and they stayed with her and called 911. Wow. Well, they got her over to St. Thomas and did an image and saw that she had a brain bleed, and it was too foggy for them to fly her. So they took her by ambulance to St. Thomas West. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm in the room at 3 o'clock in the morning. We're going to have surgery at 12 o'clock for about six hours. Yeah. And they come in and get her, two nurses on each side, and get her unhooked. And all they said to me is, she's bleeding again. We're going to CT. And that was about 45 minutes of the worst time you could have. But they brought her back in and said she stopped bleeding. And then she had six hours of surgery the next day. And they took off 70% of her 
left skull so that the brain would have room to swell. Yeah. And uh, in 12 days, if things don't happen to you, if the synovial fluid going down your spinal cord doesn't get blocked, your uh, area in the brain, which Anita's was deep in the brain in the cognitive area, Mm -hmm. and that's the reason that he took off so much of her skulls because he couldn't remove any of the bleeding. If your body doesn't reject that and you have a stroke and your swelling in your brain is so big that it causes a stroke, after 12 days you're going to be fine. And she did well. And she woke up the next morning and she was breathing on her own, didn't have to have a ventilator and that kind of stuff. And it was just a path. But I've told you before, she had 90 minutes three times a week. I had a speech therapist from Trust Point who's just like family to us now, come in for 17 months and spend 90 minutes three times a day. And I told Anita, I said, as long as you want to do the work, I said, I'm happy to pay for it. And and that got her back. And I don't know that I would have that determination, really, to be honest with you. And uh, I guess we do what we have to do, but uh, she's back driving and playing tennis. She has two Bible studies uh, they're getting ready to start back up. They're out for the summer, and uh, uh, it, it's just a miracle. It's a blessing. Yes, and you know we have so many friends that yeah. you know have had aneurysms that uh, were not that blessed. And yeah. uh, Ralph Vance, who ran the uh, unemployment office, and his wife was a, uh, uh, an account executive in the accounting department for years. Mm-hmm at NAC, and she had one out in front of Target about four or five years ago, and uh, they rushed her on to uh, St. Thomas West, and they did the surgery. But she woke up, and she was on a ventilator, and I was called by a good friend of ours and said, how long was Anita on a ventilator? And I said, she wasn't on a ventilator at all. Well, in the meantime, when they were rushing her down because they couldn't fly because of the fog, um, she had another bleed, and it was in the brain stem on the back, and, you know, that was it. Yeah. And so uh, uh, it's about 4% chance. Well, we're so glad that she came through that all right. Yeah, she's very blessed. Yeah. She keeps telling me that God's got a reason to have her here. Yeah. I said, yes, he does. He does. It'll be revealed. And people respect that, too, that they know that you just don't get through those things unless you have extraordinary help. Yes, and, and, when the and Lord determination. Them, yes, yes, and determination. And you got a special lady. Yeah, thank you. And she's got a good husband, too. Thank you. You're yeah. so kind. All right. We had a good time, Mark. It's been my pleasure again, yeah. Truman. Last time I was here, I was with Judge Don Ash, and we talked about how we got the Boys and Girls Club started. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, Smyrna and Murfreesboro. And still going strong. And you guys are good buddies, aren't you? Yes. He's a fine man. That's pretty special. All right, guys. We will. Thank you. Is today Friday? Yes. All right, guys. We will see you Monday morning at 9 o'clock. Thank you. Thank you. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com.